This podcast is part of the Big Heads Media Podcast Network. Go to BigHeadsMedia.com for more great podcasts. Five minutes till the main event. Is this the way my life was spent? Now the winter of my discontent is about to turn a new year. Minister, he's pleading me to save myself. He's reading me apocalyptic verses from a book. I squint my eyes to look at him and said, Save your stories, save your pleas. There's nothing left, there's nothing here for me. You will listen, you will see. Welcome back to How Will I Die, starring Nicholas Howe. It's me, Nicholas Howe. This week's episode is a bit different, as it is the launch of the new How Will I Die Presents sub-podcast. This is How Will I Die Presents Would I Survive, where I, Nicholas Howe, take a look at movies, television shows, video games, and look at the deaths involved in those and find out whether or not I would survive. For this series, unlike the regular How Will I Die episodes, the rating system is a basic three-part system. It's either will survive, possibility of survival, or won't survive. It's a very simple scale, but it's incredibly important. It helps me remember the many parts of a rating scale, because even with counting just 1 through 10, I don't ever remember that there are other numbers than 3, 4, and 7, as far as How Will I Die goes. This week's episode is the first of the Final Destination series, released in 2000. The Final Destination series is known for its incredibly graphic deaths, as well as the wild plot lines that lead up to those events. I'm going to sequester each event into its own little section and talk about it for a brief moment. Every one of these will technically be a spoiler, so if you haven't seen Final Destination, go ahead and watch it, and if you don't want to watch it, then just listen to this. I don't make your decisions for you. Anyways, let's get deep into the action. The very first death is quite a doozy, as it does happen and it technically doesn't happen. There are three different types of death in this one event, so I'm going to break those down very quickly for you. The very first part of the event was the shrapnel from the plane engine that came into the plane. On that one, I would probably say I would not survive, as I don't know if you know this, but giant pieces of metal flinging at you, typically very unavoidable in a plane. The second part was the plane ripping open and sucking people out. On that death, I would probably give it a possibility of survival. You see, a lot of people have fallen out of planes over the many, many years. One such instance, a woman fell out of a plane, landed on a mountain, so she didn't fall that far, and she survived. So, possibility of survival on that one. And then the third one was the fire, which was basically an explosion, but technically people burnt up first. So, fire, could I survive it? I'm not sure. I've never been proven to be extremely flammable, but I don't know if jet fuel 
could kill me with fire. So a label of possibility on survival goes with that. On to the next death. The difficulty with choosing Final Destination as the first episode of this is some of the scenes need a little bit of background. This one doesn't necessarily need background, but I do want to comment on a few things that happened before the death. So the character in this scene, Todd, is doing a bunch of bathroom stuff. Not like going to the restroom, but first he tries to shave, then he trims his nose hair, then he is pulling off clothes off a hanging wire in his shower. So let's start with the shaving. If you watch the scene, he has no hair on his face. He's a child and he should not be shaving. So let's just get that out of the way right now. If you guys ever watch this movie, look at his face as he's quote-unquote shaving. There's no hair there. There's no reason for him to be shaving. Then he clips his nose, hairs, whatever. We all do it. Everyone has them. It's gross, but life then leading into the death so the whole time that the he's been like doing i guess cleaning himself or whatever however you want to call it some liquid has been seeping towards him thanks to death's advances which is a whole part of this film that i'll talk about at the very very end so this liquid is coming at him and it doesn't exactly reach him until he gets to this wire that's hanging up clothes And then he slips on the liquid, falls into the bathtub, and gets caught on the wire, which hangs him. One of the biggest things about that, my possibility of survival, if it was exactly the way that this scene went, would be incredibly high. For a few reasons. One, I would never install a wire into my shower because I have to use that thing. If you're going to hang up your clothes, you just throw them over the side of the shower rod. You don't hang up on an entirely new wire. That's besides the point. As he starts to get choked, he struggles, obviously, as he's being basically garroted by this cord in his bathroom shower there is a handle right next to him he never once tries to use his body to hold him up the only thing he does is try to stand up with wet feet i on the other hand i believe in my soul of being very very into death would use both the handle that's on the right side of me and the actual tub itself on the left to hoist myself up at least a little and then maybe call for help so this one i'm gonna say survivable. Up next is a death event that occurs in several of the movies in the Final Destination series, the bus hitting. This one is actually incredibly survivable. Do you know how many people get hit by buses a year? For children, that number is 12,000 a year. That's 12,000 children who get injured by buses a year or in bus accidents, but same difference. Incredibly survivable. On to the next one. Another long drawn out one is Miss Lutons, the teacher who is part of the plot line. There's a longer story behind this than I really want to give. But in essence, what happens that leads up to her death is first, a 1990s computer monitor explodes. So already off the bat, I'm safe. Then while she was cooking something, she decided now's a great time to pack stuff. Okay, here's an idea for anyone to follow. If you are cooking something, don't walk away from it. If you're cooking specifically over a gas burning oven or stove, don't leave it alone. Maybe cook properly, please. To follow it up, the computer explodes. 
sends some glass into her neck. She pulls it out. You don't do that. A little tidbit of information for anyone listening. If you ever get stabbed by anything at all, do not pull it out. You keeping it in your body, whatever it is, whether it's a piece of glass from a monitor, a knife, anything, that is going to keep you alive a little bit longer. So keep that in mind. Then she slips on her own blood, falls, and grabs for a towel which is on top of her knives, and pulls her knives down onto herself. Real quick statement on this. I will never own a block of knives because I don't believe in blocks of knives because I've seen way too many movies where people knock them over and they just drop on the floor and stab someone or cut someone's like toe off. I don't do that. I do not mess with blocks of knives. There will never be one in my house. I pinky promise. So this death in the way that it lived, I guess, which is a weird way to say that, possibility of survival. The computer explosion can't happen to me. I don't own a computer and never will own a computer that has the potential to explode like that. The glass on my computer right now is incredibly thin. There's nothing behind the computer screen itself that would explode. The base, maybe. Like, I could see getting stabbed by a key on my keyboard but not the screen the fire never leave your stuff unattended if you want to watch tv bring your stupid tv with you you have a phone you have a laptop you have a tablet just put it like open up your spice cabinet put it there watch it while you're sauteing and shit then don't don't keep blocks of knives around your kitchen no good has ever come out of them first of all you've never cleaned it so you sticking a knife back into it that knife is now very dirty and i know everyone's like oh it doesn't need to be cleaned because you put clean knives in it um no a lot of people have kids that have those and those kids are dumb and they just put the knife away and then you got salmonella all over all of your knives congrats so possibility of survival specifically for me mostly survivable but i'll give it that 40 50 percent chance making it possibility of survival hey guys it's nicholas here i just want to drop in and do some real quick things and stuff and things and stuff and things and stuff so obviously clearly this week's episode not a typical how will i die podcast episode thank you for listening that's over next This series is going to be a lot more influenced by the listener. So if you guys have a movie, a video game, a TV series, a a book, if you really want me to do something, I guess, because I will read a book for you guys, you just let me know something that has either one death or multiple deaths in it and i will watch read play listen whatever and do the same thing that i did for final destination with that all you have to do is tweet it at me snapchat it at me um uh what what are the what are the kids using tiktok it at me i don't know (laughs) additionally if you're looking to support this show, the regular How Will I Die podcast, as well as some writing projects that I'm working on right now, uh, I have launched a coffee, which is a fun little program that pays creators. You can find that at ko-fi.com slash plasmatic210. That's my username for literally everything, so I figured it would be right to use it for this. I think that's it for announcements. Again, we still have stickers ready for you to take off of my hands. So go ahead and check those out. We are also relaunching the store for Big Heads Media, which is a super cool thing. We've got hats and shirts, and I'm going to buy one. So you should also probably buy one, but only 
if you really want to. I'm not going to force you to buy one. Or am I? No, I'm not because I'm just a voice in a computer or an iPhone or a Samsung or whatever system you use to listen to this. I forgot every phone company except Apple and Samsung. What's another one? Nokia? I don't don't even know if they make phones still. Blackberry? I think they're dead. Anyways, that's going to be it. We're going to go ahead and give one quick podcast promo and then jump right back into the actual show. Again, thank you for listening and go ahead and take it away. Hi, everybody. I'm RJ Metzger. And I'm Rachel Metzger. And we're the Skeptical Skeptics. Each week, we talk about all the crazy things in the world, ranging from the paranormal to Bigfoot to UFOs. And we look at it from the perspective of the believer, the skeptic, and everything in between. So come check us out on the MSE Podcast Network. Or go to SkepticalSkeptics.com and follow us at SkepSkepPod on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. This next death event is preceded by a near-death event. So I'm going to talk about that just because I have a fun little story that I want to share with you guys. So the near-death event is that Carter, who's one of the three main characters, I guess, he gets stuck in his car on a train track with a train directly coming at him. Eventually he gets out. He skips death or death skips over him and the next person in line is next to die obviously but the thing is i've had this event happen to me before so i just graduated high school or i was just about to graduate high school i had my two sisters my brother my cousin and myself we were all in this car it was a hatchback so there was a, a good amount of room in the in the trunk the reason i mentioned that there was a good amount of room in the trunk was because i was in the trunk my two sisters were in the front two seats my brother and my cousin were in the back seat and then i was in the trunk section which in a hatchback kind of station wagon hatchback type thing there's plenty of room so a person can sit back there relatively comfortably however it doesn't necessarily have a way out that is very easy to get to especially when you're a bigger person like i am so my sister my oldest sister who's driving pulls up onto the train tracks as the thing starts to come down this is a small town so there's not a light there it's very poorly constructed but she sees them coming down while we're on the tracks and she stops on the tracks in between the two bars they debate for a solid moment as i see this train coming directly at us finally i'm like get off the tracks and we do and then after we get off the tracks we pull over because we need a moment and every single person in the car said i was about to get out and leave which would have left me in the car on the train tracks alone side note is over the next death immediately follows this scene not my real life scene but the car scene because the train does actually hit the car then stifler from american pie movies his real name sean william scott but stifler is standing up right next to this train that just hit a car and he gets a piece of shrapnel that chops his head completely off absolutely survivable not necessarily the chopping off of the head part but if you're next to a train that just literally just hit a car and you're standing anywhere near it you're dumb and probably you're gonna die right then and there which is exactly what happened i would not stand next to a car or a train that was just run over or a car that was just run over by a train because a fast moving train will send that shrapnel everywhere the fact that he's the only one that gets hit is a little bit shocking but he's also the only one standing absolutely survivable there's another near-death event in which claire the main female character of the movie almost dies in a car explosion 
But the main male character, I think his name's Alex? I don't remember right off the bat. But he saves her and death skips her. That death, just like she showed, absolutely survivable. What is going to be worse for you? Being in a car that explodes or breaking out the window of the car and getting out and getting some glass in you? I'm going to say, if you know your car is about to explode, the only way you can get out is to break the glass around you. You better do it, dang it. Otherwise, you're dead. The final events of the movie take place in Paris, I believe, which is the location that they were originally going to at the beginning of the movie. The gang, the three living participants, Carter, Claire, and Alex, all make it to Paris on a different plane. That plane is fine. I don't know why you get on a plane after that, but whatever. They make it to Paris. They're eating at a bistro and suddenly a bunch of things happen. Alex is about to get hit by a sign. Carter saves his life. Carter stands up as he's standing over Alex saying that, oh, I knew you were next in line. The sign swings back and crushes Alex to death. We don't actually see it, but we know what happens. The sign hits Carter, he dies. For the final death of this movie, about dying, this last one, absolutely survivable. The only thing that Carter had to do was duck or not get up off the ground and yell at Alex. Or, because Alex sees the sign coming back, he could have kicked Carter in the leg. He could have been like, watch out. He could have done literally anything to save Carter's life after Carter just saved his. But he doesn't. He just lets Carter die. For me, it would be an easy thing. I know that the sign just swung out. The laws of gravity means that it's going to swing back in. Laws of physics? I don't know. I'm not a scientist. But if something swings out, it's going to swing back in. That's just how life goes, you know? So I know not to be standing there anymore. I'm either going to roll myself out of the way until I know I'm for sure safe, or I'm just going to move out of the way at all instead of just yelling at my friend who I just saved. And I don't know why I would be yelling at my friend who I just saved. It's a very weird moment in the movie that the movie ends on. And that's it for the deaths of Final Destination, the first movie in a series about death. So a big plot line is that death comes back for his intended targets after he missed them on the first chance. It's a very weird and confusing idea, especially when it gets bogged down a little bit by the idea of premonitions later on in the series. The idea of death coming after people who he feels he's been cheated out of, and I'm giving a masculine pronoun of he to death because that's typically how death is represented in popular media but it's very interesting the idea was actually solid the script was originally supposed to be a x-files episode but it was further expanded to include a good amount of people and a, a bigger plot the movie overall is possibly survivable obviously the intervention of death himself kind of leans things towards non-survivability but i feel like me and death have a little bit of a repertoire we we chat on the weekends you know so maybe just maybe he would let me slide on a few things and help me out every once in a while that's gonna be it for this week's episode of How Will I Die presents What I Survive. I hope you guys enjoy this. This is not going to be a weekly thing. At best, what I can say right now is this is going to be a once a month bonus episode. The reason I'm launching this this week is because the next episode of How Will I Die from the regular series is taking a bit longer to produce than I had originally wanted to. There's a lot of moving parts that are a little bit difficult to orchestrate. I'm having multiple guests on this week or this 
this next episode. And so I am trying to get all of those pieces put together. And it will be very fun to finish up and get out to you guys. Because it's probably the most work I've ever done on anything as far as podcasting goes. There's a lot of parts to it. And there's a big, big thing that I get to do with you guys that I... I haven't done before and I'm very very excited for. So I hope you guys enjoy this. I'm sorry it's not a regular episode and I'm sorry it's mainly just me talking about deaths in a movie that you could just go watch yourself but I did save you probably about an hour hour ten minutes by you just listening to this. You don't have to deal with all of the drama stuff that happens all the premonition stuff that happens. You just get the good good deaths. So, with that, I'm going to let you guys go. I hope you enjoyed this episode, and I will see you in the next one. And remember, death is coming, so why worry about the inevitable? Focus on the possibilities. Five minutes till they pull the switch They say you'll only feel an itch But they watch the catatonic twitch And the smoke that flows around you They're beneath the gamma rays Watch my soul just burn away well, Don't you even try to pray My fate is predetermined You won't see me returning And save your stories